Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture and the Bee Brain for the 20th, for the 20th time. As always, I am your titular co-host, Brett Carson, along with... His dad. That is correct. Thank you so much for joining us for our 20th episode. And what is on the docket for today? Uh, well, I thought we'd talk about TV shows. TV shows. Now, what is this... Uh, TV you well, speak first, of. First of all, let's let's hope everybody had a happy new year. We already talked about that. I know, but I won't say it again. Okay, well, uh, if you missed last week, which was uh, entitled Brudda for <laughs> some reason, <laughs> <laughs> um, happy new year, and 2021 is off to a very interesting start mm-hmm. um, without getting too much into the weeds of no, what's going we're on. No, not get into it at all. Uh, it's just, it's been interesting. And will be continual interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting for a good reason or bad reason. We don't know. But let's talk about TV. TV was invented in 1952 by a man named Mike TV. (laughs) Also, (laughs) the kid from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he did invent TV. (laughs) You're giving me the dumbest look right now. Anyway, TV was a big deal. Back in the 40s and 50s, because up until then, everybody would sit and actually look at the radio. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, TV came of age, and people would buy a TV and invite the neighbors to come around and look at the TV. And they would actually sit there and look at Brett, look at the test pattern. That's all they would do. You know, there was a long time ago, television only had a few channels. You didn't have cable like you do today. You didn't have Netflix. You didn't have all these different arenas where you could watch different channels. You only had two or three channels to pick from. And you would want, they'd have a test pattern before the, the TV aired. And then at the end of the day, you would have the national anthem playing. And that would be the signal TV was going off for the rest of the day. Don't have that anymore. We do still have the national anthem, though. I don't want people to think that we stopped using the national anthem. Oh, we still have it, but it's not necessarily on television. That's because TV never stops. TV never sleeps. Um, And I did want to say that I was lying about uh, Mike TV inventing the TV. He actually invented the two-way radio. Yeah, I think think everybody knew you were (laughs) not telling the truth. He Um, invented the two-way radio. Yeah. Um, No, but, so you were there, you know, in the 40s. Um, What was... I was why, why did people watch the radio? Like, because I understand. So, I mean, podcasting can be seen as a, a form of modern radio because hmm. it's a little more accessible. You don't have to like tune in at a specific time. Right. And for me, I use podcasting to listen to, you know, enter, entertaining shows while doing other things, whether I'm doing laundry or I'm playing a video game or driving or what have you. Uh, not driving now. I can drive in two weeks, though. Super pumped about that. Yeah, uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited about it. Are. But um, so, why did people watch the radio? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, back in the '40s, uh, people, the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use that as the example. Okay. Uh, WSM, which is a radio station here in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, was a 50,000 clear watt radio station. So people all over the country would be able to listen to WSM on Saturday night 
and listen to the Grand Ole Opry. Now, when the Grand Ole Opry was on, a lot of times people would sit around the radio and just watch the radio. I mean, that's all they would do. They would sit there and look at it so they could get a full audio full experience. of the Grand Ole Opry. Um, so I'm curious. So I know what the Grand Ole Opry is. You know what it is. But some people that are listening mm-hmm. might not know what it is. The Grand Ole Opry is, a, is a, actually it's performers that perform country music. They're on stage in Nashville at the Grand Ole Opry House, and it is uh, produced and uh, sent out live over the radio airwaves. By Dolly Parton. Got to clear my throat. Um, But TV has has become an extremely important part of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say that, I mean, let's, let's rank... So let's say we got video games, TV, and reading. What would you say is the most prevalent? Well, right now, TV. Yeah. Uh, Without question. Yeah. But uh, but see, after radio, when TV came of age, there would be certain shows on to entertain, so to speak. And some of these shows were really silly. On October the 3rd, 1960, The Andy Griffith Show. And that was really... uh, Now, a long time ago, TV shows were named after the main character in the show, Andy Griffith, for example. Or Donna Reed, the Donna Reed Show. Uh, Carol Burnett Show. The Carol Burnett Show, sure. Titanic. (laughs) I mean, the Titanic is kind of the main character. Okay, I'm trying to be serious. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Comedian over here is not. Okay, but I, I mean, I did add Carol Burnett, but that is a common trend. Dick Van Dyke show. Um, uh, That's the way it was. What What other examples are there? Uh, Gomer Powell, USMC. Well, Gomer Powell was not, was not the Jim Neighbors show. Uh, That's true. That's true. I forget that his name in the show was Andy Taylor, not Andy Griffith. Right. That... That almost strikes me as odd. I always thought it was weird in the TV show that he went by Taylor's, but his last name was Griffith. Was that just because he was a marketable actor? Well, no, it was like I said, back in the early days of television, when you had a TV show, it would be named after the person. Now, not necessarily the character, but the person, like yeah. the Dick Van Dyke show. Now, he was Rob Petrie in the show, but the real person was Dick Van Dyke. I just have to think that it, it must have stemmed from name recognition. Yeah. So if we were to do it now, it would be like the Robert Downey Jr. show. Right. Or, I don't know, the the Brian Cranston show. Well, which, and you like Frazier. You like I do Frazier. like Frazier. So that would be... It would be the Kelsey Grammer show. Right. But it's almost a... So we're, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. But this is a bit of a twist on it because instead of being named after the actor it's named after the main character which i think makes more sense because i don't know if we were to call this the brett carson podcast i feel like that'd be kind of weird or the greg carson podcast i feel like that'd be odd Mm -hmm. because i mean so for example we're on the brett carson productions network but i mean that that in itself is different than a podcast title so just it strikes me as odd because um I don't know. Name recognition is one thing, but naming your entire, like branding your entire thing around one person's name, especially nowadays with uh, 
forgive me for using modern slang, cancel culture, uh, the idea of having your entire brand around one person, one human person that is capable of any kind of mistake is just, in my opinion, really short-sighted. But you got to understand, we're talking about 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. It's 60 years ago. So the Andy Griffith Show premiered 60 years ago this coming October. That's crazy. And, uh, and you know, another interesting tidbit about those shows back in the 60s. Yeah. Advertising has gotten to be a huge, huge thing. Oh, yeah. Back in the 60s, in the 50s, on the TV shows, you would have only one advertisement, one commercial. Yeah. And that commercial was performed by the characters of the TV show. So, for example, on the Andy Griffith show, they would maybe be pushing cornflakes. Yeah. And if they were pushing cornflakes, it would be Andy Barney, Aunt B, and so on, showing cornflakes. Yeah. But nowadays, you've got different commercials for all the shows. Different commercials. And it's not not produced or acted out by the actors. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you will have real-life testimonials. Uh, I mean, for example, the what comes to mind is Papa John's and Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning and... uh, there's a, there's a specific country music singer that does it with him. You know who I'm talking uh, about? Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley, yeah. Um, so, you know, Peyton Manning, Papa John has unfortunately uh, been kind of dethroned due to, again, cancel culture and some mistakes that he made in the past. Uh, but Peyton Manning and, uh, and Brad Paisley have kind of stayed on as the kind of front runners, the advertisers of that brand, as opposed to, I don't know, if we were to have like a modern day TV show, would be Law and Order SVU. Ice, t- uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? What's his name? It's not Ice T. Oh, um, is it Ice T? Yeah, is Ice T okay? Yeah. As opposed to Ice T playing his Law and Order SVU character, going, "You need to buy cornflakes." It, it's it's real life human testimonials, which is it's weird that it switched. Yeah, um, but. Anyway. Well, what would it be like in 60 years? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, who knows what will be the medium. I mean, television, as we know it today, might not even exist well, because you got Netflix and you got the Peacock channel and you got all these different things now. Realistically speaking, in 60 years, both of you and I will be dead. Um, well, I will. I don't know about you. I, I mean, I'll be 82. I know that. I can do math. And with my mouth, I don't know if I'll make it past 40. Yeah, but I'm 58. I don't see me living to be 118. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, medicine could improve quite a bit. It's going to have to. Yeah. Um, right, we're drifting. We're drifting. But uh, so we are um, We are in no way sponsored by any of the brands that we mentioned, uh, especially not Papa John's because uh, even though they make good pizza, Papa John himself kind of scummy um but let's talk about your shows that you grew up with well not only did i grow up with them even at age 58 i still want to watch them because uh that's just what i'm used to yeah now you're used to name some of the shows you're used to um so i grew up watching a lot of cartoons but i don't really watch them now um i mean obviously spongebob squarepants and chowder and uh, Billy and Mandy, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues was when I was a wee tyke. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, I like more 
I wouldn't say adult shows. I mean, granted, I do enjoy Breaking Bad, which is a very adult show because there's a lot of murder in it. Uh, Parks and Rec is, and The Office kind of can be grouped together because they're they're both made by I believe a guy named Michael Schur, um, and it they're both kind of satire like. Parks and Rec is a government satire, and The Office is kind of a business satire. And then there's Frasier, which is just probably my favorite sitcom of all time. And it, it is centered around a Seattle radio psychiatrist who is very intelligent, but also very dumb at the same time. I say Kelsey Grammer started out on Cheers. Yeah. And Cheers is one of the shows that I like. And it... it, it appeared in 83 to 92 so like i said times have changed um you know i go back to the 60s with the andy griffith show we talked about that a little while ago the andy griffith show is probably one of my favorite tv shows because it's more of a wholesome there is no um bad things that really happen uh there's like moonshining and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 and i mean but um, that is always eliminated by the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, because everyone knows that crime does not exist in the '60s. Well, um, it didn't exist well much. I mean, it, it was it was there, but it didn't exist much on the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the main character was a law enforcement agent, right. but he was a sheriff. Uh, he didn't carry a gun. No, which is again odd. Granted, he lived in a in North Carolina. North Carolina, Mayberry, North Carolina. Mayberry, North Carolina. And he had a deputy, Barney Fife, played by Don Knotts, <laughs> who did carry a gun. <laughs> who did carry a gun? Wait, what? He did one bullet in his upper front pocket. Um, I was making a joke. I didn't realize no, he did carry did that. a gun. He did carry a gun, and it would go off occasionally when uh, he would show Andy the gun, and he would say, "You know, here's my," and it would go off, and and uh, it would mess up the courthouse where Andy worked. What type of gun was it? Do you is it just a revolver or something? I don't know. It was just a just a pistol. Pistol. I didn't know if it was a because uh, I know that Andy had several shotguns and rifles mm-hmm. in the courthouse, right. but. Okay, so the Andy Griffith show. So you said that it's it's a relatively wholesome show. Mm-hmm. Um, name some of the characters and kind of give us an overview of what the show was about. Well, you had Andy Griffith, who was the sheriff, and he, or Andy Taylor. Well, Andy Taylor, he was he played Andy Taylor, Sheriff Taylor, and he had an aunt, Aunt B, played by Frances Bobier, who, interestingly enough, moved to Siler City, North Carolina hoping for a better life, a life similar to that of Mayberry, and she died in Siler City as a hermit. And uh, Opie, who was played by Ron Howard, who now is one of the main directors in today's movies, and um, and he directed things like uh, Apollo 13, uh, The Green Mile. Um, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, which is that. just weird. Again, yeah. I'm not going to get over that. Uh, he also is one of the main, I believe, producers on Arrested Development. Um, is he? Yeah. He, he also narrates uh, in the shows. Um, I, I've been meaning to show you an episode of it. I don't know if they took it on Netflix, but it's a really good show. Um, but it, I didn't place his voice until he came on the show as a character. And I went, hey, that's Ron. Ha- Wait a minute. And I was like, whoa, my whole world opened up. It was really yeah. good. Um, Arrested Development is also a really good show. Some of the other characters, Hal Smith, who played Otis, the town drunk, mm-hmm. 
and uh, another interesting fact, uh, Hal Smith came to eat dinner with your grandmother and grandfather, Nan mm -hmm. and Pop. And uh, we, we spent the evening with Hal Smith in 1988. Now, Hal Smith died in 1994, and myself or Betty Lynn, who plays Thelma Lou, Barney's girlfriend, we were one of the last two, and it may have been her, it may have been me, we don't really know, but one of us was the last person to talk to Hal Smith the night he died. Um, there had been an earthquake in uh, California, and I called Hal Smith up in 1994, and uh, he had said that a lot of the dishware and things were damaged. His wife had passed away, you know, about a year prior, and uh, a lot of her stuff was damaged in the earthquake, and he was just sitting down and starting to read. And the next day, his son found him sitting down reading dead. Uh, and, and on that sobering note, um, <laughs> let's talk about Frasier. Go ahead. Uh, so Frasier, as I said, um, is about a radio psychiatrist um, that is just kind of in all sorts of shenanigans. He's an extremely intelligent individual uh, with regard to book smarts, but he's not very street smart. Um, and the whole premise is he and his brother Niles and his father Martin and their caretaker or Martin's caretaker Daphne uh, and uh, Frazier's producer Roz, they all kind of exist in a world where Frazier and Niles live in kind of a higher society aesthetic. Uh, where Frazier, you know, has a very nice apartment in Seattle. Uh, Niles lives in essentially a mansion because he has a private practice as a psychiatrist. And they are not very good at acclimating to kind of modern life. Um, so obviously I think there's one episode in particular I recall where Martin, their father, said something along the lines of, uh, you boys don't know anything about cars. And determined to show him up, they attended a shop class uh, where or an automotive maintenance class, rather, that said that even if you know nothing about cars, you will know something by the end of the week. And by the end of the week, they still knew nothing. Just showing how inept they are at things beyond Shakespeare and uh, Pinot Grigio, or whatever sort of wine. They actually drank uh, sherry, I think. I think sherry was like the drink that uh, that Frazier would always offer Niles when they arrived. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite shows It went on for, I believe 13 seasons with around an average of 24 episodes per season. And there's like 254 episodes total in the whole series. Uh, and there's a lot of really good character development. I don't know. You didn't really mention character development in Andy Griffith, but would you say there's a lot of characterization in that as well? Well, it changed. The characters changed a lot over the eight years it was on. Yeah. Especially Andy. Andy started out to be the comic part. And he realized, I think, as time passed, that Don Knotts, who played Barney Fife, would be more of the comedian. And Andy would be the straight man and play off of Barney. And that, that worked. That formula seemed to work. Yeah. And uh, there was a spinoff to the Andy Griffith show called Gomer Pyle, USMZ. Mm -hmm. Jim Neighbors, who had played Gomer on the Andy Griffith show, got his own show called Gomer Pyle, and I would watch that. And, and the character development there was good, too, because uh, 
Jim Neighbors and Frank Sutton, who played Sergeant Carter, were best of friends, but you would never know it on the show. Uh, well, you might in later seasons, because they do bond eventually. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of good times. What is the Gomer Powell USMC MC, MC show about? Well, Gomer is about as inept as you will find. Uh, and uh, to put him in the middle of the Marine Corps is about as far-fetched as you can imagine. So you've got a guy who can't do anything going into one of the hardest, most disciplined arenas in the country, in the U.S. Marine Corps, and, and you wanted to see how it worked out. So he just decides off the cuff to join the Marines? Does well, he get drafted? Back in, 19, in, in the 60s, you would either get drafted or you would have to enlist now things have changed you don't have you don't get drafted any longer but <laughs> not uh, yet <laughs> not yet but uh, back in that day Jim neighbors playing Gomer Pyle that episode was set up to show that you had to either enlist or get drafted and so Jim neighbors Gomer Pyle enlisted in what he thought was the military branch that would be best suited for him. And that was the Marines. But, you know, it didn't work out quite that way until later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I, I it's funny you mentioned that, that Gomer is a spinoff because Frazier, like you said, is also a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting taking a single character from a show and giving them a world outside of that show. Mm-hmm. And how sometimes that show can almost be superior to... Uh, the original show, like like I personally like Frasier more than Cheers. Now I will say I've watched more Frasier than I have Cheers, but overall I just think that Frasier is a smarter show and is is better with its comedic timing, and I think the characters are more likable because there are a lot of characters in Cheers that I don't necessarily like. What's the blonde's name? The girl. Yeah, Diane. I'm not a big fan of Diane. No. Um, but, um, uh, and then Norm, I mean, Norm, Norm. is wonderful. <laughs> Norm. Norm. Uh, the, the absolute best moment in that show is, so it's a running joke that Norm is, I mean, he's essentially the, the, what was his name? Hal, uh, he's like Hal Smith. The town he, drunk. Yeah. He's, he's the town drunk. Essentially. He doesn't necessarily get plastered like how Otis does in Andy Griffith show where he has to fall asleep in the empty cells, but he is at cheers all the time. And he's always talking about how his, you know, he has his own permanent seat. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own seat. He always gets the same thing essentially. Uh, and everybody in the bar knows him. And one of his best friends is Cliff Clavin, who later on voiced one of the characters on toy story. Uh, Cliff Clavin. Oh, yeah, yeah, He He voiced... Uh, Port- John Ratzenberger. Yeah, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, he, he voiced uh, the pig. Right. What's his name? I was going to say Porky, but that's I'm not right. Not sure. I remember him saying, way to go, Idaho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's going to... Uh, that's going to kill... Ham. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Ham? I don't know. Don't care either. Pork chop. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but you know who else was on that show? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that played the assistant and eventually was the bartender. Uh, he was on Hunger Games. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, that's right. Uh, so you know what Woody Harrelson is actually going to be in? 
upcoming this year. He's going to be in a Venom sequel. Really? And he plays Carnage. Who well, is well in Toy Story? Also, you had Lee Ermey who uh, played uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in uh, Full Metal Jacket. I mean, I can't imagine Lee Ermey playing anything that's not military. Military. Granted, I did see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I watched it with some friends, and he did play a cannibal psychopath, which, you know what, oddly fit with his voice. He was also the mayor in Mississippi Burning. Really? Yes. I have not watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are completely off track. Not necessarily. As, far as TV shows. Now we're talking about movies. We are talking about movies, but we're connecting them to TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um I think we have time for one more TV show. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I also, I'll just read a list of some of the shows I've watched now and growing up. Green Acres. Uh, that that uh, was, uh, I guess, a silly show. Green Acres, The Munsters. So, just a preface, all of these shows are silly. Yeah, The Munsters went, in, went head-to-head with The Addams Family. I thought The Addams Family was a little bit... I don't know. Um, I don't know what the word is. I really like the Adams family, so please don't insult it. Well, I just think the Adams family was too prim and proper. You know, the Munsters was more rough around the edges, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but I dream of Jeannie. You went head to head with a show called Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Bewitched uh, starred Elizabeth Montgomery, and I dream of Jeannie starred Barbara Eden. I like Bewitched personally more. Yeah. Then you have Gilligan. Now, Don Wells, who played Marianne, just passed away. Uh, But Gilligan, you had seven people that Sherwood Swartz decided to make as a microcosm of society. That that was the premise behind Gilligan's Island. They uh, are stuck on an island. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Now, sit right back and hear a tale. tale. Yeah. Then you have the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie. What's the Waltons? The Waltons, and that was a family. Earl Hamner was the uh, narrator. But uh, Earl Hamner also was portrayed by, well, he was in uh, one of your favorite movies, It, uh, the original. Oh, the, uh, okay, Richard, the original. Uh, I was like, he was oh, not in the 2019 movie. No, 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 no. What's, what's his name? I'm trying to think. Uh, Which character? I don't know, but his first name is Richard. Uh, oh, Richie Tozier? No. Or Tozier? No, no, no. Anyway. anyway. Oh, are you talking about in the in movie? The movie. Huh. Yeah, R- Richie Tozier. No, not the, not that. Is that the name of the character? Yeah. I want the name of the person. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, he played John Boy on the Waltons, and John Boy was Earl Hamner. So Earl Hamner was really telling the story of his life growing up. Okay. And the Waltons was about him and his life growing up. So a lot of these are So a lot of these shows are based on kind of the American dream like cuz I see on your list that you also have the Brady Bunch and there's the Waltons and Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son, Green Acres. A lot of these are family-based. Right. And this idea of, in America, you live in the land of opportunity. The nuclear family is kind of key. Well, the way TV used to be, TV used to be a medium where you could escape the humdrum part of the day. 
you could just get away. Yeah. And Still it is. Be, whether it be silly or not, they were more silly back in the 60s and 70s, such as uh, Salvage One came about in the 70s. Salvage One was after the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith decided to do another show where he was a junk dealer. And he decided to build a rocket ship, go to the moon, get all the junk that was up there, bring it down to the earth, and sell it. That was Salvage One. That's a show? That was a show. It sure was. And then you had a lot of the detective shows, such as Mannix, Cannon, Kojak, Columbo. They were all over the place because there was a period of time. And if, if you look at TV, there will be a period of time where things are pretty much the same. It, I would say, I would use the word inoffensive, because at the time, like, the 60s is kind of, the 50s and 60s is the time that I would argue that sitcoms and stuff kind of became more prominent. Yeah, they were clean. They were clean, they didn't have swear words, they they very rarely had off-color content. Innuendos. Um, I use off-color almost as a double entendre because there were also very few African-American characters and people of other ethnicities on the shows, um, which, I mean, is is just kind of a highlight of the times because it was in the 60s prior to the the um, what uh, civil rights movement. Gosh, I couldn't think of the name. Um, but a lot of them were very clean, and it wasn't until kind of the 70s, 80s, and onward that TV started to get more adventurous. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, nowadays you have TV shows that, I mean, a good example would be Law & Order SVU, which I mentioned earlier, where they, I mean, openly talk about, you know, very violent criminal behavior and, and stuff like that, simply because, in some ways, culture has become more desensitized well, to that sort of thing. And also, let's, you know, think about a long time ago, back in the 60s, and we were talking about uh, Dawn Wells, who had just passed away. When she was on Gilligan's Island, and I Dream of Jeannie is another example, mm-hmm. uh, Barbara Eden, neither one of them could show their belly button on screen. The censors would would uh, kick up a fuss if there was a belly button shown on the screen. Times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, belly buttons, as we know, are the most sensual part of the body, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to any other part of the right. body. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, definitely things have changed. And, I mean, you could not get away with saying words like uh, rape. You couldn't say that on, I know. on, on an older show. Um, not saying that that's a good word to use in daily vocabulary, but um, you couldn't say it because it was, I mean, it was taboo and they didn't want to circulate those things. But I'm assuming that rape was not invented in, you know, the seventies or eighties. Invented? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying if they weren't, if they weren't like talking about it, because I know a lot of people, myself included, that did not think that things existed when I was very young. I didn't think that things existed until like I was old enough to understand what they were. Mm -hmm. So like, you you don't learn about murder and stuff until you are, I don't know, eight or nine or however old you are when your parents are like, hey, this is there are bad people in the world. Right. Um, so like, I mean, crime has been around forever, mm-hmm. but we all have this kind of disjointed, distorted view. But it was not portrayed on television. Exactly, exactly. It's not. It wasn't portrayed in popular media, so a lot of people thought that it was less prevalent than it actually was. Well, and you also didn't have as many outlets as you do today. Yeah. I mean, today you have social media, you have video games, you have television, podcasts, radio. If something happens, you know about it immediately. 
Yeah. For I mean, for example, I mean, uh, our our president uh, Donald J. Trump just lost his access to Twitter. Like he got permanently right. banned on Twitter. Right. Um, and I mean, the nation knew about it like the second it happened. Yeah, had that happened. 50 years ago it might be a day or two or three before you find out yeah or even longer honestly yeah because uh, i mean you might find out over the radio but if your family was not wealthy enough to own a radio or a tv or a tv because uh, you know color tvs were a huge commodity right um i mean you would have no way of knowing unless it was word of mouth uh so if you were isolated you would not know kind of current events until maybe you ventured into town for the week exactly um but We've been rambling a little bit. Um, it's been a good show. Though. It's been a good show. It's yeah. been a good show. We've talked about a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we have a whole lot more TV shows to go over. And we will do it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll do another sure. one. Uh, next week, we will actually be talking about Rush. The band Rush. Lord, here we go again. Um, set, submitted by Cole B., uh, who is a good friend of mine. Mm. Uh, he submitted that we should talk about Rush, which is one of his favorite bands and a band oh, that. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Maybe he wants. We talked about earlier this podcast is to connect your interest to yeah, mine and right. my friend's interest to you, oh, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there were several kind of songs and albums he wanted us to look at. Well, um, I'll do some research. Yeah. Uh, so my thing is, we'll, we'll both look into that. But we would like to thank a few people. Colby, for one. Uh, yeah, Col- Colby. No, uh, Cole Benson, uh, I guess using his last name as B is not really effective when he did the music. Uh, so, Cole Benson, thank you so much for the music and Taylor Menzel for our artwork. It is wonderful, as always. Um, this has been Pop Culture and the Pea Brain starring... 20th episode. 20th episode. 20th episode in the second week of 2021. you have anything else to say? No, I do not. No? All right, well... Remember, keep it in the crock pot, y'all. We like our TV slow cooked. We'll see you next week.